Hey, this is Rob, and this is episode 36 of the Folly Coffee Podcast. Let's get it brewing. debating about what to do for this episode. Uh, and then it hit me because I have been spending a disproportionate, disproportionate amount of time on TikTok. But Rob, isn't TikTok for 14 year olds? Isn't it just, uh, is it just young people dancing and stuff? And you can, uh, k- kinda. Like, you're not wrong if you say that's what TikTok is. But this episode is going to be specifically about TikTok as a means of marketing a means of marketing in small business because that is our focus as a small business. And so today I'm going to be going through kind of like, what is TikTok? How do you create on TikTok? How is it different than other platforms? What is it as it stands today? Who are your users of TikTok? And then also like why I think it has a ton of advantages over other social media platforms. Uh, how we've found success on TikTok since I started it as a half joke that has led into a legitimate marketing campaign, uh, valuable loser, <laughs> valuable users to follow on TikTok, and then uh, I'm gonna end on like the viewer side. So that's kind of the interesting thing about TikTok that I did not expect. Is I created, I expected to create like stupid fun videos and then not even use it. And I found myself to be an adamant user of TikTok as a almost 30 year old, uh, small business owner in which, uh, it is an app targeted at young kids. Uh, and I'll explain why that is not creepy now. So the perception behind TikTok is that it's like this app that's a very young user and that it's only just dance videos and lip syncing, like stupid fun videos. And that is true to a certain extent. Uh, What I have found TikTok to be is that it has a very, very interesting algorithm. And I'll start right from the beginning because I didn't know what it was at first. So what TikTok is spelled T-I-K space T-O-C. It is a social media platform. It is video based. And here's how your screen looks when you're looking at TikTok. At the top of the screen, you'll see two grouping of words. On the left, it will say following, and on the right at the top, it will say for you. And so if you are on the for you page, it will show you a video that is as few as a, it's as short as people want it to be, and it's as long as a minute. And you can watch that video, you can like that video, you can comment on that video, you can choose to follow the person who created the video, or if you're not digging that video, you just swipe up and automatically shows you another video. And so for you, TikTok is deciding what to show you. If you're under the following tab, this is only showing you videos of content creators that you already follow. So if over time you followed certain people under the following page, that's where they'll only show you videos of those content creators. And this is where it gets interesting. Uh, already, this is a huge difference between like Instagram and a lot of people are like, oh, so it's Vine. It's like Vine, except instead of seven seconds, you can go up to a minute. Like, I don't, I don't get it. That's stupid. Where Vine failed that I think TikTok has more longevity is that 
Vine was also completely user-created content, and it was completely videos. But what happened over time is Vine, Vine had very little control over what their users saw. And so as more and more people join, as more and more inexperienced content creators join, the content you're seeing gets lower and lower quality and it gets harder to find really good content. And so I think that's where Vine dropped off is it was seven seconds, it got stale, the quality of content went down. Where TikTok has the advantage versus Vine and why it's different is they have this advanced algorithm where they are trying to figure out what you like and then show you videos that you are very likely to like. It's a stupid sentence, but hopefully that makes sense. And so it is true that the demographic using TikTok is very, very young. It's like your teens, your preteens are the kind of core user of TikTok. Uh, but there is a growing popularity in uh, Gen Z, in millennial and older. And this is where it gets really intriguing to me is I noticed personally that when I was, let's, let's go back to middle school years and let's talk MySpace. Well, MySpace will be around forever. This is the, remember Tom, that guy's going to be around forever. MySpace is like, this is going to be here indefinitely. This is the best social media platform ever. Remember, like you go on and you have your top friends, which looking back on it, it's so weird that you rank your friends and you got the music playing on your profile. So people know what you're all about. This is a simple plan. Perfect. Because my things are hard and we all thought MySpace at that age was going to be around forever. And I distinctly remember my older brother got a Facebook. And I was like, Facebook? That's weird. I don't, I don't think that'll ever pick up, says 12-year-old Rob. And then all of a sudden, Facebook becomes the next thing. And MySpace very quickly is out. And then Facebook becomes the platform. And now we're at a thing where anyone like my age, uh, like upper 20s and younger uh, is starting. Eh, let's not cut it off there. Let's say anyone college age or younger right now sees Facebook as like old news. That's what an uh, older demographic uses to interact. And now Instagram is like the core social media platform that most people are using in that younger millennial Gen Z and under age to kind of get their content. Uh, but now... TikTok has emerged as the one that I think is the next wave after Instagram. And so a lot of people are looking at Instagram right now going, well, of course, this is going to be around forever. This is like the thing. But everybody, when they view social media, I think they tend to view it as a snapshot. This is how it is right now. And this is how it will remain. But what people forget is Instagram, when it first started, was literally just like a photo editing tool. It was when cameras weren't that good. And so... The only way to get a good picture was, you know, you snap a picture and then they had a bunch of cool filters to make your low quality phone picture look pretty decent. Now phones have picked up to where you don't even need filters that Instagram is using. Most people don't even edit it in the Instagram filters. They edit it on their phone itself. Uh, and so quickly it became, it went from the like picture editing app to a more of a lifestyle app. And now it's all encompassing. You've got Instagram stories, you've got Instagram shops, you've got Instagram feeds, you've got influencers, you've got all these different advertising channels. If you would have looked at Instagram five years ago, I don't think you could predict that this is what it would look like in the popularity. And that's how I view TikTok right now is right now, yes, it is an app that's just videos and scrolling and it's fun and it's addicting and people go, well, yeah, this is fun, but I don't know if I'll be into this a few years from now. 
I think TikTok will continue to adapt and become more of that like lifestyle app. I don't know what those moves will be. There are people that are way smarter than me working on what those moves will be, and they probably have it mapped out. Right now, they're in a growth phase, so they are just growing through a very simple platform, and then I think my prediction would be that once they reach a certain number of users, that's when, so right now, you're thinking they're growing, we need to grow users, grow users, grow users. Once you get to a certain point, the shift needs to happen of, okay, we need to focus more on our existing users. So I think once they get to a wide enough user committed user base, they're going to start focusing on ways to increase engagement of their current users. They already have a lot of interesting ways to do that. Uh, I will go through that now and kind of the based on the research I've done on how the TikTok algorithm works and why it's extreme, why it's extremely compelling to small business and even outside of business to small content creators. So if you're familiar with Instagram, you know that if you have a big following, it is easier to get people to see your content. This is true on TikTok, but it is much, much easier to get your content seen by a wide audience and a large number of people, even if you're a small content creator. For example, Folly Coffee, we started last, I think like September. And again, I started as a half joke just to see what this is about because I don't like to be behind on social media trends when it comes to business. And so I started learning about it. And since then, we've had one video go off for 160,000 views and 29,000 likes and another video get over 200,000 views with a lot of engagement. uh, Despite the, when we had 160,000 views on one video, I think we only had a following of about 300 people. And when we had the next video go off for 200,000, I think we had a following of like 1200, which is, you know, it's a strong following considering how young the app is, but to get that kind of viewership with such a small following is compelling. And so this is what I learned about how the TikTok algorithm works. So you create a video. You post your video using hashtags. TikTok will push this video out to a small number of people. If I'm understanding correctly, it's the people that are already following you, but also to a random group of 500 people that like things that you're hashtagging. And I'll go back to what, how to hashtag on TikTok. But it pushes out to about 500 people and just kind of tests your video. How long do they watch it? Do they like it? Do they comment? And then the big one is, do they re-watch it? And that's a big one on TikTok. Have you, can you create a video that somebody will want to re-watch multiple times? And that is boiled down into a number. So if someone doesn't finish your video, let's say they finish 90% of your video, that is a 0.9. If they watch it one and a half times through, that is a 1.5. If they watch it two times through or more, you're like two and above, your video is extremely compelling. But also included into the algorithm is how long your video is. The sweet spot, and again, this is based on what I've done and what I've read, seems to be about seven or eight seconds. Any shorter than that, and the rewatching is only happening because it's so short. It's not because it's compelling. And so if it's a really short video, that number of times that someone watches it is not as important. If you've got a really long video, like upwards of a minute, is a minute is the highest you can go. If you've got a one minute long video that people are watching in its entirety and rewatching, that is extremely valuable. But the seven to eight seconds seems to be the sweet spot where people are flipping through. And if you've got, if you've got a good eight second video that someone watches a couple times, likes, comments, and follows, 
that one is going to get pushed out to more people. And so that's how it works is they push it out to a small number of people, people that are already following you and then random people based on your hashtag if it gets high engagement. So what I was talking when I moving forward, when I refer to engagement, I'm referring to how long they watch it. Are they rewatching it? Did they like it? Did they comment? And did they end up following you because of the video? So they push it out to the small population of people. If it has high engagement, they take it to the next level. They push it out to a larger number number of people. If they see when it's promoted to a more uh, like a wider audience, uh, and when I say wider, W I D E R, this is not a race thing. <laughs> uh, they push it out to that next level, and if it sees the same level of engagement, they'll continue to push it out to a higher number of people. Well, Rob, how do they? push it out to more people. That is the for you page. So if your video is getting a high level of engagement, they will post it on other people's for you page because they're thinking, Hey, if other people like this video, they're engaging it highly. This might be a good video for you. And then if people are following you, they'll definitely see that video because they already like you. And this is a highly engaging video. So this is exactly what happened with our first video that went off for 160,000 views. Uh, and I'll, I'll keep tying it back to this one and go through each step and say why I think the couple of videos we've had worked really, really well. And again, it's, it's hard to do. It's, there have been times where I post a video and I go, this is for sure going to pop off. And then it's got like five views. And then another one where I'm like, "Eh, okay, that was a little little tidbit of coffee info. And that was one that went off for 200,000 views. But the 160,000 views uh, was like a very well thought out why this might work. And it did. And so the way we did that is I did a nearly one minute tutorial on cold brew on how to make really good cold brew at home and the different things I used to keep it engaging for a full minute, a lot of jump cuts. You'll notice even on the podcast here, if you're watching the video, I've now increased it to two cameras because just watching two cuts is more compelling than just one continuous shot. And so when you're doing uh, longer form videos within TikTok, you want to make sure that you're doing a lot of cuts, you're keeping attention, that you're moving a lot, you're keeping really high energy. Uh, this isn't true for everybody, but with something like coffee in a tutorial, it's really effective. And so I did a lot of cuts. I showed people how to do it, uh, put music behind it. I'm going to type down music cause there's a lot that goes into this thing. Okay. So I'm gonna type down music so I don't forget the importance of music on TikTok. Did it to a good song and then just did a full tutorial on cold brew. Cold brew is something that a lot of people are interested in. Uh, it's expensive at the cafe. So I thought maybe this will be compelling for a lot of people to learn how to make it home. And it was. Uh, and in the comment section, a lot of people were commenting like with questions of how to make it at home themselves. And I also trash talk Starbucks a little bit as I like to do. And a lot of people who like Starbucks also jumped in the comments. And that was fun because we could have a nice friendly debate about why the Starbucks cold brew is not the same, even though it's made in a similar way. Cool. Sorry. Short attention span. Got a text. So that video was the first time where it, and it continues, like it continues to grow viewers. It can, I get comments on it almost nearly every day. And I posted that maybe like four months ago. Uh, and so this will bring up my next point is when you're doing TikTok, the general inclination when you're first starting, and I'm extremely guilty of this. If you go back to the very first post of folly on our TikTok, you'll notice that almost all my videos are just following trends. And what I mean by that is as you're scrolling the for you page, 
you'll notice different trends. People will use audio, people will use songs. Uh, it's got a full audio library that you can search different songs. And then if you see a video with funny audio, you can actually click on the audio and lip sync to it. And so people get really clever with like really funny adaptations of using the audio to lip sync and create really funny videos and certain things will become trends. And then, uh, you know, you, you'll want to do that because you're like, wow, this trend is getting a lot of viewers. I should create a trend about my small business using this audio. And sometimes it works, but I will say because so many people are doing it and so many people are using that audio, it's a really, really hard to break through unless you've got something that's like insanely different or insanely wild or ex- like really compelling more so that hundreds of millions of people or like hundreds of thousands of people doing the same trend that you're going to be funnier than them or more compelling or more interesting. I'm also going to write down something here uh, as I talk about this is so one trend that I did that the video itself was not highly successful Uh, trends with content creators podcasting while typing on my computer and we're back. So here's because TikTok is in its early stages, there's not a lot of content creators that are getting like paid. And so you can stretch your dollar or you can stretch your product a lot further than you can on Instagram. For example, I was DMing someone on Instagram who had an awesome page, fit perfectly with the coffee theme. I was like, oh, I'd love to send you coffee. I'd love to partner. And they go, sure, $500 for one post. Wow. Okay. 50,000 followers. I guess per person that's fine. But now Instagram, you don't even see every post of every follower because everybody's following so many people. But with TikTok, I used the audio from someone who had this beauty filter one, like it, it, long story, but it was really popular. And so I, I used this audio of this really funny guy, Mark, shout out Marky Marks. Uh, he did this really funny audio where he, he's like this like rocker, rocker dude. And he use this audio or he created this audio where he used the beauty filter effect on it. He's like, Oh, what, like, what is this? What is it? Beauty filter. And then it goes black and then shows his face with like full makeup filter on. He's like, okay, okay. And so I use that filter on a bag of Starbucks coffee that it zoomed in on the Starbucks. And when it zoomed out, it was folly. So if you can picture that video, it's his voice going, what is this beauty filter? And then it zooms in and blacks out. And then as it zooms out, it's folly he goes, Oh, okay. And then, I tagged him in it. He saw that I used the audio. I was like, yo, you got to send me some coffee. And so I sent him some coffee and he did a video with the coffee. And he had like 150, 200,000 followers on TikTok. And so because it's younger, I think content creators are willing to get more flexible and creative because I don't think advertisers or people who are like really throwing dollars or overspending on advertising are focusing on TikTok yet. Now, this is for, you know, the smaller create and it's crazy that someone with 200,000 can be considered a small content creator. But I mean, you've got some people 20 million, 30 million plus followers that they're the ones you're starting to see pop up in like mainstream commercials because people are starting to catch on that. This is what younger people favor. Um, yeah. So it's easier to partner with content creators on that front. Another part of the algorithm, and you can see how this is so complex and why sometimes it seems random that things go viral, but there's a lot of different things that go into it, is music uh, on TikTok. Is if you use a song that is either featured or trending on TikTok, 
it is more likely to push that out to their audience because they want people to see and like see videos with that music that people are interested in. So if there's a, especially now you're seeing artists create songs that they make them TikTok verified so that you can use more than 15 seconds of audio on it. And these songs are blowing up. And so when TikTok gets a TikTok verified song that the creators give them permission to use it, they really want to promote these songs. And so if you use these songs, it will also give your video a boost. So between the audio, the length of the video, the content, and then the last thing I will say, especially if we're talking strictly small business, is you want to find your niche. And this is why it's important not just to follow trends. It may give you... Following trends is like a short-term solution for how to get views. It's not a bad way to get past that first level. Uh, and what I mean by that is how many people they push you out to. So it's not bad. It's not a bad way to get past that first level because it's a trend. People like the trend. But as you go higher and higher, you're going to get diluted out. And so, But the funny thing is when I say a small amount of views, a normal amount of views on like a trendy video is like a thousand views which is crazy. If you got a thousand views on YouTube, if you got a thousand views on your Instagram post, that's a really successful day. And with uh, TikTok, because they're so effective at getting in front of people, a thousand views is like, eh, okay. Because it is short form, to be fair. And so, yeah, the, the music is a big part of it. And in finding, oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, brain fart here. Niche, 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 niche. And here's what I mean by that is we're a coffee roaster. So when I started doing TikTok for Folly, I was doing all the trends. I was just doing trends and I'd be like holding a coffee. And that's fine. You know, you get views, you pick up followers one or two at a time. And if you grind it out like that, if you do trendy videos two or three times a day and really grind it out, you will grow a following. Like it's guaranteed. You will absolutely grow a following. One or two followers per post, you know, you get five, 500 to a thousand views per video over time. That's a good way to do it. But as a small business owner, I wear a bunch of different hats. I'm not just the marketing person. I can't spend all day making TikTok videos. I can't spend all day creating content. And so the key is to find your niche. What do you know the most about or what makes your business different that is compelling to other people? It's almost like using your elevator pitch. So every small business has heard this term. You should have a 30-second, a 10-second elevator pitch. What is your business? That if you got stuck in an elevator with a potential investor, with somebody, a potential customer, what is your 10-second pitch about what your business is? Inter internal temp is too high on this camera. I'm going to turn that off, let that cool, and switch back over to this one. There's another re reason why I got two cameras. What is your 10 to 30 second pitch? Folly Coffee. It's sometimes tough, but my 10 second elevator pitch is that we are an award-winning Minnesota-based coffee winner, recognized for our high-end coffees, but we do it without pretentiousness. Not, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of... It's a little generic. I'm trying to fine tune it, but it gives you an idea of what we're doing. We're from Minnesota. We're proud of that. We have award-winning coffees. We've been recognized on both a local and national scale for the quality of our coffees, and we do it without pretentiousness. We're not like a lot of specialty roasters where you should feel honored to drink our coffees. There's our 10-second pitch. And I go, okay, how can I apply that to our social media? Well, I want to show about our coffees I want to show that we're not pretentious about it. So we're going to have a very fun, a very vibrant, a very like 
lackadaisical approach to our TikTok content. And then Minnesota, whenever we can tie it back to Minnesota, I try to do that. And I discovered that this coffee niche, the thing that is most compelling to TikTok viewers is things that the average coffee drinker doesn't know. And so a big part of what I do on TikTok is not only create stupid videos, which are fun, those are more fun to make, but I also try to do videos that are intriguing because it's like, oh, I didn't know that. And so the two videos we have had pop off, the first one was the cold brew tutorial. That one, I think a lot of people didn't know all the steps that it took to make cold brew at home, but also that it's pretty simple. The second video we had go for 200,000 views was an eight second video. All it was, was a slow motion shot of me pouring hot water onto the pour over on freshly roasted coffee and you got the bloom, which is where it bubbles, uh, these tan colored bubbles, it bubbles almost doubles in size when it's really fresh. And all I did was a text at the end that said, the bloom indicates freshly roasted coffee. If there's no bloom, it's not fresh. Now, when you're like a big old coffee nerd, that seems pretty like, standard knowledge, but most people, they don't even see the coffee when it's being brewed because it's in a coffee maker, it's in a K-cup, you don't see this happening, and so it's something that a lot of people were re-watching it because they're like, wait, bloom, what does that mean? And then they're re-watching it so that they could pause it and read the text. Uh, that, that's a little side tip. If you do, I'm, I'm going to take a sidestep here, if you do a large group of text at the end of a video that it's too short to read the text and you have to go back to read it they automatically have to rewatch it all the way to the end again. But that being said, take that advice with a grain of salt because where TikTok also differs from Vine is that last, those last levels where they're deciding how many people to push you out to, it stops being automated. They get it in front of an actual person. And this person then decides, do we make this go essentially viral on the For You page. Do we pump this out to the masses on For You or do we suppress it? And my understanding on it, this one, it's a little hard to know exactly how they decide because it's a human deciding, but they're deciding for like vulgarity, uh, for like, you know, is it like racist? Is it a bad video? Is this something we don't want a lot of people seeing? Is it like nudity, like uh, bad words or whatever? I, I don't think they... There's a lot of people that swear, so I don't know exactly how they do it. But the last part would be like, why has this been rewatched so many times? If they see it and it's clearly a tactic that at the end it's a huge text bubble and that's the only reason people are rewatching it, they won't push it out to more people because it's a bit disingenuous. <laughs> but sometimes in a short video, I want to display more information and that's a good way to do it. Uh, or you can even put a text bubble at the end, encouraging people to follow that you'll do a follow-up video that's longer form. So that's another tactic is creating a short video about the bloom and then doing a longer form video, which we didn't do, but that would have been a good follow-up. And so like, hey, like, follow for more and then creating a longer one minute type of video to be able to explain more about that. So, yeah. One risk of sticking to your niche is you may have a video pop off. You may have a video go for a lot of views. And this happens a lot where somebody has a video get extremely popular. And then what happens is they go, oh, I have to create every video exactly like that one. And then you go to their page and realize that since that one video got popular, every single video is that same format. And it works for a period of time, but you get stuck because then you become known as that 
only doing that one thing. So the cold brew video getting popular was not as much of a risk because I could do more tutorials and I've been doing more tutorials and they've been popular. And AeroPress one went off for 29,000 views. Uh, French press one was really popular. Uh, we, I have this thing called an American press, that one thousands of views, 10K plus. And the tutorial lane is not too tight of a lane to get stuck with that. But I've seen people with as specific as one-liner jokes that all are the same. And over time, it, it get, you, you wear out on it. And so it's a good way to grow a following. Like you want to strike while the iron's hot. But don't only create things really, really specific, specifically formatted like the video that went off. Continue to focus around the topic and you'll garner a following of people who are interested in that topic. If you garner your videos to the format, you will only grow a following of people that are interested in that format and not the thing you're talking about. So be careful of that. So don't get stuck in the lane of your most popular video. Make sure that you've got like a highway to travel on, not a one lane, one trick pony kind of deal. Hashtags. This is where TikTok is dominating the competition is their effective use of hashtags. This has been the most effective tool in finding people that are interested in your topic. Again, this is something learned over time and based on research of TikTok. You can you have a limited number of characters you can use for your caption and for your hashtag. And TikTok picks up what you type in the caption and they pick up what you're hashtagging. And then people who have liked videos based on that hashtag. So if I'm going through and I'm liking almost every video that's about coffee, it's going to pick up on that. Hey, Rob has liked 20 videos with hashtag coffee. We're going to start showing him more coffee videos. And that's exactly what happens with the algorithm is when you first start TikTok, it's only showing you the most popular videos, which again are skewed towards a very young demographic. So don't watch those videos. Don't like those videos if that's not what you want to watch. Scroll Find videos you do like, like and follow creators that you like, and very, very, very quickly, TikTok figures out what you like, and it starts showing you videos that you actually want to see. So if you go on my TikTok now, it's all coffee stuff, it's all small business digital marketing stuff, and then it's like really uh, like stupid humor, mostly revol revolving around like farts and stuff, uh, which is accurate. That's highly accurate. <laughs> and so... When you're creating videos, the strategy I've seen people do that I don't like, it's like a high risk, high reward. And when I say risk, the risk is that you get no following behind it, is people want to just do the most popular hashtags. So they go to the, the main page, they look up what's trending, and they just type in a bunch of hashtags of what's trending. The most easy, the easiest one being like, for you, hashtag for you, or hashtag FYP, which stands for for you page. But that doesn't make sense because if you hashtag for you page, people aren't like following videos that are for you page. They're following videos about what they like that end up on the for you page. And so a better tactic is whatever your video is about, start very niche about what that video is about and then get a little bit broader. But then if you target your niche hashtag, it's going to find people that are interested in that niche and you're more likely to garner a more dedicated following to what you're talking about. So for example, here, I'll just pull up one I did just now. Whoops. 
Um, let's do one about coffee here. So I just did a video that was about we have a this we have a new this is so dope. We have a new machine that this is totally unrelated, but this video is about this new machine we got that it su- it vacuum sucks out all the oxygen, it pumps it with nitrogen so that it's in an oxygen-free environment and then seals it as it's filling with nitrogen. So our coffee bags, as of last week, are now nitro-flushed, and we're going to be doing experiments that over the next six months we'll figure out what kind of effect that has. Anyway, I did a video of this machine because I was like, this machine looks cool, so it'll probably have a pretty good engagement, uh, and then just did like subtexts about what the machine does. And so the hashtags I used was hashtag coffee. That one's obvious. Hashtag coffee roaster. Hashtag barista. These are really popular hashtags within the coffee community. And then other things I've did is I I was looking at like more generic hashtags. And so like hashtag foodie. So anyone who's like interested in like foodie type stuff, hashtag how to, a lot of people will search how to stuff when they're looking for it. So I, the combination of coffee and how to, they'll find users that are like looking for tutorials on coffee. And let's see, it's and I did hashtag small business. So people who are looking at small business, it's kind of fun to see what other small businesses are doing. I'm going to check really quick to see if this camera stopped heating up, blah, 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 blah. Turn that back on. See if it turns on, if it's cooled off. It has, and it is focusing. And we're back recording on that camera. And so... Use hashtags that are specific to your video. Don't get sucked into the hashtags that are just like have billions of views because unless your video is better than a hundreds of other thousand videos, then it's probably not going to work. Now, that being said, is if you do create a video that is better than hundreds of thousands and people are like watching it 10 times and liking and commenting right away, big hashtags can be good. But, you know, with coffee, I understand that most people don't care about the level of like detail we're going into. And so that's why I like to mix in funny, stupid videos to kind of show what we're about. That's like high end coffee. We're going to hit you with some knowledge. Then we're going to hit you with a stupid video that I did uh, where it's Usher and Little John, uh, uh, Little John asking for uh, coffee ending in me trying to twerk. Uh, all right. Pretend you didn't hear that. And so the last, that last thing on the creation side is I just want to recommend one user that I follow. Uh, his name is Jeff Corette, uh, really valuable guy to follow on TikTok. So here's a great example of someone who's built a strong following. His niche is how to grow on TikTok. So it's like this weird meta thing that he's got a really popular TikTok that's all about how to grow on TikTok, but it shows that he knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of videos that go into a high level of detail about how to create effective TikTok content and to grow a following. And he also has a growth guide that you can download off of his TikTok page. And his tag is Jeff Corret. That's at J-E-F-F-C-O-U-R-E-T. That is J-E-F-F-C-O-U-R-E-T. Download his growth guide on TikTok it's a great resource and it's not just somebody hypothesizing. I mean, if you watch his content millions, he's got like over 55 million views on all of his videos, pretty, pretty valuable stuff. And where I'm going to sum up the creation side of TikTok, So talking about being a small business and creating content is that as it lies today, TikTok is not highly valuable to small businesses. 
the conversion is very, very low. And what I mean by conversion is that, so like a Instagram conversion would be if somebody sees a picture of your product or they see a picture on your page, it links them to the product or it links them to your website and they end up buying your product. The conversion on TikTok is very low. It's very fast paced and it's not really super effective on getting people to buy your stuff and the advertising platform is geared towards really, really big players right now who are throwing a lot of money at massive campaigns. Not super, super effective for small business. If you're doing small business marketing on TikTok, you know, target partnering with small creators. And really the most valuable thing is the content you'll get out of it more than anything else. Um, but I'm predicting that in anywhere from five to 10 years from now, that TikTok will adapt, it will morph into something that is more Instagram-like, that is widely used, and your demographic right now that is 15, you know, 13 to 18, five to 10 years from now, they're going to be 18 to 30, and all of a sudden, you've got this core group of users that you've been able to grow over that five to 10 years that are now at the age where they have massive purchasing power, and so you can see where I'm going with this, that Right now, it's not highly valuable, low conversion rate. You've got young demographic that doesn't have strong spending power and a relatively small population of people with that spending power. But as it grows five to 10 years from now, it will absolutely will be a major platform. And if you're not starting now, you're going to fall behind. Like if you started on Instagram today, it is extremely hard to break through. It is extremely hard to become big. But if you start on TikTok right now, really started a year ago, but starting right now, you have an opportunity to be one of the first in your niche. And already in coffee, like I think we were one of the first like high-end roasters to get on TikTok. And since then, we've seen roasters starting to pile on and had a lot of them reach out to like ask how we do our stuff or what to do and happy to help because I think the more coffee people there on there are on TikTok, the more everybody gets helped because we want to educate people on coffee. When you learn about great coffee, you are going to continue to get great coffee because if you've never had a great coffee and you think Starbucks and these guys are great coffee, then you do you boo boo. All right. So that is it on the creation side of TikTok. And here in the last part of this episode, I'm going to talk about being a user of TikTok. And this side completely caught me off guard. TikTok is insanely addicting. The algorithm shows you that once you get past that like initial growth, like that growing pains of liking videos and followers that you actually want to see, the algorithm is extremely effective and it is showing you content that you actually want to see. It's not like Facebook and Instagram where you can tell it's paid advertisements and they're showing you stuff that you already, you know, like if I search for toilet paper, I'm going to get toilet paper ads for a month of all these different varieties. And it's like, come on, I don't need that much fiber. Like the one ad, the one purchase will do me. I'm living alone. I don't need that much toilet paper. What TikTok does with the algorithm is showing you stuff that you actually will be interested in. And so it's like you swipe up on these videos and it's one after another. And it's insane because it takes what I thought was a complicated set of interests. I like coffee. I like small business. I like digital marketing. I like stupid, funny fart videos. And it's like one after another. 
that I'm like, whoa, here's an inter-. So for example, I'm swiping up and there's this guy that's like, are you a small business? You should have an app. And I'm like, eh, too expensive. And he's like, there are great less expensive alternatives to hiring a developer. And I'm like, okay, just read my mind. And he lists off three different places you can build an app. And we're currently in the middle of building an app. You heard it here first. Keep that on the low. It's not ready yet. And so all these people are creating valuable content. It's almost like a free resource to learn. I mean, Jeff Koret's a great example. He has a free growth guide to TikTok that he's giving out for free. And the reason this stuff is so inexpensive and cheap and like people are doing it for free is because everybody's trying to grow right now. So all the content is extremely effective. Instagram, go to any influencer page and they're all the same. It's all the same picture. It's a pretty like cool filter, nice picture. And they, they just, when you get to a certain size, you forget what it takes to continue to grow and create valuable content. But everybody on TikTok is growing right now. So everybody's putting out super compelling co- uh, content. And so that for you page, I mean, my buddy DeAndre just texted me that he's like, I, I hate you for introducing me to TikTok. It is so easy to sit down and realize that I was just on there for a half hour, which to be fair, if you're only liking stupid fart videos, maybe that's not the best way to spend a half hour. But if you're liking all different types of stuff, you're going to get a half hour of like all these new creators. And that's where it kicks the crap out of like Instagram and Facebook is introducing you to new creators and introducing you to new people is the Instagram discovery page is very limited. The TikTok for you page is like unlimited. And so that's been the craziest part for me is the amount of value I've taken out of TikTok on a business side, on the coffee side, on connecting with new people. Uh, it's, it's pretty dang cool. And so if you have a small business, you can find a niche and start liking videos of what you want to see. So if you're like, oh, I want to use TikTok only for funny videos, just like that. That's fine. But if you're a business owner or entrepreneur or interested in any specific thing, search that. Start liking videos. And even if you might not like that exact video, like like it. Because then it'll understand that you like that type of video and it'll continue to pump out those videos to you. And that's where I get excited. Sometimes I'll just sit on TikTok with a notepad. Like a lunatic. Uh, and so that is the side I didn't expect is the amount of value of what people are creating on there. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, so obviously you can tell I'm an advocate advocate for TikTok. And the last thing I didn't, I didn't talk about on the creator side. So I'm a, the last thing about being a content creator and, and being a viewer of TikTok. And then the, the, the last little, and then I'm going to go to one last little piece here, but TikTok is the best video editing tool. It's like, it also introduced me to a video editing tool called InShot, I-N-S-H-O-T. It's the best video editing tool for vertical video style phones. And then TikTok itself is the absolute best for integrating audio and video together. They've got a expansive collection of audio. You can link it very easily. The effects are very, very easy to learn. And so what you can do is half the time I'll create a video that's not even intended for TikTok. I'll post it on there just to, just because it's, it's already there, but I'll post it on TikTok and then I'll utilize it on Instagram. I'll utilize it on Facebook. I'll utilize it on LinkedIn. I will utilize it on our email campaigns. You can basically create advertisements that are super compelling, funny, like slow motion, fast paced, like different songs, different sound effects. And 
it's way better than other tools. And so it's almost like combining all these tools into one platform that even if you're like, you know what, Rob, I disagree with you. TikTok is going away or it's not going to grow anymore. Instagram is going to continue to be around for 20 years. Still get on TikTok so you can edit up those videos effectively and create super original content quickly. And that's what I've liked is I've been able to create like more compelling educational videos, funnier videos, more content, faster, more convenient with better audio because of TikTok. And then kind of as a byproduct, we started growing a following. And then I started to learn about TikTok itself. And because of its addictive nature, I think it'll continue to morph and grow and be this platform that five to 10 years from now, you're going to say, I wish five years ago, I would have focused more on this. And it is tough because you're like, well, I've got such limited time. I can't be focusing on something that's not going to pay dividends now. But it's weird because people will not think that way about something like a long-term growth sales plan. Well, no one expects to grow their sales double overnight, but they want to have a million person following instantly. But if, if you plug at it and you focus on a niche you may have a small following, but it will be a devoted following of a lot of people that are very collaborative on that app. And then having nothing to do with business, the other thing I did not expect is, uh, this is just me personally, if you know me, huge music lover. I love discovering new music and I'm finding it it's harder and harder to discover real true new music. And TikTok is this interesting platform where you can search audio uh, and find new music in this very unique way. And it really is changing how the music industry works. I highly encourage if you're a musician, Google TikTok for musicians. And there's a lot of interesting strategies. The amount of plays on Spotify you'll see of a song that gets popular on TikTok is in the billions with a B as in B as in the bug that goes billions. So you're seeing these small musicians blow up over night. It's pretty cool. I like it in the sense that small creators have as big of a chance as going viral as popular creators. Now, obviously it's not true. Once you get to like, if you have a million person following, all your videos are going to be highly watched. But if large creators make bad content, like it's not compelling, it's lazy, it's not well thought out, it doesn't get pushed out to all their people. If a small creator creates something compelling, it gets pushed out to their millions of users. So highly recommend for small business, enough so that I thought it warranted its own episode. Again, if you have any questions, any tips, any clarification on what I talked about, feel free to message me on TikTok, message me on Instagram, shoot me an email, rob at follycoffee.com. Our Instagram's at follycoffee. Yeah, that's all I got for you today. So I'm going to go turn on my AC because it's too loud to have on during the filming and I'm starting to sweat. So have a nice day.